0: great God we serve. Our scripture for today, the Gospel according to John chapter 9 verses 35 through 38. And it reads, Jesus heard that they had cast him out and having found him he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him And it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Let us pray. God, our creator, sustainer, redeemer, and deliverer, we come this day giving you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. Thank you for this opportunity to learn, to grow, and then do those things you'd have us to do. Speak, Holy Spirit that your will might be done through we, the believers, through we who hear. We ask God on this day that you strengthen us in every aspect of our lives. We thank you for how you're blessing family friends and others, but as we come for this preaching moment, have your way, God. We thank you and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our subject for today's message, do you really know Jesus? Do you really know Jesus? There is so much work that needs to be done in our community. There is so much work that needs to be done in this nation. So much work that needs to be done in this world. And God has empowered us to do the work he wants us to do. We know that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, but it's according to the power that works in us. So he's calling upon us to do what we can to help with every situation within our communities. And God is calling upon us, his church, to get these things done. We can hear the news lines, we can hear the headlines, and and see what's on the news about uh, all the crime in the community. We hear and know about poverty. We know about gun violence, especially as we're looking now at gun violence in our community and how we're doing our best to address that. There is something for all of us to do especially those who are called by his name. There's hatred all around. And the underlying situation and problem with all of this is just sin. But God is calling upon us to make a difference in this community and in our individual lives and the lives of our families. We have been in a series of sermons, preaching and teaching how we, as a people of God, are also a people of action. And this is the year of action. It's time for us to continue to do and do more of what God has called us to do. We should go way beyond just hearing about the Word. We should go beyond just hearing what Jesus wants us to do. We should go beyond hearing and just learning and saying, wow, I know so much more now. I'm so glad I heard the word. I I am so intelligent. I I didn't know that. I'm glad I know this now. But we have to go beyond knowing and actually doing. We've examined this text in John chapter 9, and we've been going about what happened with this man who was born blind and how Jesus touched his life, moved in a special way. So let's just recap a little bit of that. Kind of want to walk through it in the gospel according to John chapter nine. And of course we begin with verse one. I sort of want us to just look over again what it is that actually happened and um, what that has to say to us today. Cause I'm very excited about the passage today. Um, some revelations that I've had even in times of looking over this particular passage before. All right, so we look at this passage and we see that while Jesus was going along, he saw a man who'd been blind since birth. And um, as he saw him, the disciples asked him, teacher, rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? And Jesus said to them, neither the man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. I want to hear that. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him that sent us. Yes. Night is coming when no one can work. Jesus told him, I am in the world. I am the light of the world. Then after Jesus said that, he spat on the ground, took the mud, put it on the man's eye, and then he told the man this. He said, wash in the pool of Siloam. That means sent. Wash in the pool of Siloam. Now, when Jesus told a man this, look at what happened. This is the only part of what you hear on this. It says, so the man went and washed. (laughs) Stop again. Jesus told a man, after he put the mud on his eyes, go wash in the pool of Siloam. The Bible says the man went and washed and came back seeing now, when we talked about this, and I'm going through, let me, let me get over to the where we are today. All right, then his neighbors and uh, those who saw, formerly saw him begging, the people started saying, Wait a minute, isn't that the one who used to beg? Isn't that the one that had been blind all his life? And <coughs> some said, No, he just looked like him. Others said, No, that's him. But he said to them, I am the man. And then they asked him, How did that your eyes are open? Now they wonder, How did this happen? How are you now seeing? And he said, the man called Jesus, came and put mud in my eyes, told me to go wash. I went and washed, and now I can see. So they said, where is this man? He said, I don't know. Where is this man? The man said, I don't know. Then they brought to the Pharisees this man who had been blind. So now the Pharisees, the church folk getting involved. Now they bring them them to to bring the man to him. And then they're saying, well, how did this happen to you? What, What happened? Now, of course, the day that Jesus did this was a Sabbath. so now they, they find finding fault against the work that was done with Jesus, because he didn't do it prescribed the way that they thought he ought to do it. And I'm saying again. Jesus didn't quite do it the way that the church folk thought he ought to do it. He did it a little differently. So now they're going to question the man. And they asked him, said, um, how is it that you got your sight? The man said, well, he put mud on my eyes, I washed, and now I see. So the Pharisees began to say, well, you know this man is not from God because he did this on the Sabbath. And others said, um, he, he, you know this man is just a sinner. You know, how can a sinner do such miraculous things? So they were divided. They kept going back and forth among themselves. Finally, they turned again to the man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. And the man replied, he's a prophet. The Jews still not believed that this was the man that had been blind and had received his sight. So they went to his parents got to the man's parents and said, is this your son? Was he born blind? Yes, he was. Well, how is it that he can see? What 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 is this about him? Now the parents realized that if they were to tell them that it was Jesus who did it, and they believed that Jesus did it, and that they kind of bought into Jesus being who he is, they could have been kicked out of church. They could have been ostracized. They could have been excommunicated. So they, they didn't want to have any dealings with that. They didn't want to be ostracized. They want to be kicked out. So what the parents said to the Pharisees and all these religious leaders, they said, our son is of age. Ask him. He can tell you what happened. So what did they do? Again, they went to this man and they said to him again, listen, what happened a second time to some of the man? And then they told him, they said, Give glory to God. Why well, would he preach that? They said, Give glory to God. And that's a great thing to do. So the church folk knew you ought to give glory to God. So he gave but we're giving glory to God. But then they said, We know that this man, you talking about Jesus, we know this man is a sinner. Why? All right, because he healed on the Sabbath. And they replied, well, he's, and, the, and the blind man who wants to blind replied this, get this message. Whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. But one thing I know, I once was blind, but now I see. Whew. And then he said, but I told you already how it happened. He said, how, how do you open your eyes? How do you do that? He said, I've already told you again and you won't listen to me. Do you want to be his disciples also? Now when he said to them, do you want to be his disciples also, that's when they really got upset with him. And they started insulting him. And they said, you are, uh, you are this fellow's disciple. You, 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 you want to his disciple. But we are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses. And for, as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. And the man said, this is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God is not listening to sinners. Then the man said this listen to what he said to him, he said, we know what it is. he said, listen, you ought to understand something about him, he's a godly man, and look at what he did, he said, you ought to hear him, and nobody's ever heard the opening of, of a, no one has ever heard the opening of the eyes of a man born blind, if this man was not from God, he could do nothing, and he said, and they said to him, you are steeped in sin at birth, how dare you lecture us, all right, So now we're getting to where we are today. And then they proceeded to put him out. They cast him out. They were upset with him. And that's where we are today in our passage. So look at what happened. In verse 35, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. They cast the man out because he had been healed His sight was restored by, not restored, his sight was given to him by Jesus, and they cast him out. Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? And he answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. So, let's get this right. The Pharisees, the religious folk, criticized the man who was born blind but is now healed of his blindness by Jesus. And because he told the truth about his experience, they cast him out. They cast him out. Church folk talked about it. And now want wouldn't have nothing to do with it. They cast him out. But look at the text. But Jesus found him. <laughs> yeah. But Jesus found him. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He wanted to be a part of the church. He grew up there. He, he wanted to be a part of that, of that whole religious community. He wanted to be a part of that. But now the leaders actually cast him out. But Jesus found him. Mm. Jesus heard that they cast him out. And then Jesus went to find him. What I want you to know on this one point, Jesus knows. More important, more importantly, Jesus knows us. One hymn of the church says, There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. Know not one, know not one. None else can heal all our soul's diseases. No, not one, no, not one. No friend like him is so high and holy. No, not one, no, not one. And yet no friend is so meek and lowly. No, not one, no, not one. There's not an hour that he is not near us. Hear me today. No, not one, no, not one. No night so dark. But his love can cheer us. Verse 4. Did ever saint find his friend forsake him? No, not one. No, not one. Or sinner find that he would not take him? No, not one. And of course, Jesus knows. You got to hear this. Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide us till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. Mm. Jesus knows, and Jesus knows us. It says, Jesus heard that they cast him out. And having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? And he answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? The question today is not so much, does Jesus know us? It's, do you know Jesus? Mm. Do you know Jesus? How can this man go through all he's been through and not know Jesus? How can such a great miracle happen in his life? and he did not automatically become a follower of Jesus. He has been blind since birth. Jesus gave him sight and he doesn't know Jesus. How is this possible? I mean, Jesus saw him. He put the mud in his eyes, told him to go and wash. He was obedient. He went and washed. He came back seeing. He gave a testimony of how he was healed, gave a testimony of how his sight was restored, or not restored, how his sight was given to him, because he was born blind. And yet, he doesn't know Jesus. Well, let me ask you, how is it possible for people to be blessed by God today and still not know Jesus? Hmm. Apparently, the Pharisees did not know Jesus. But how could this man who had been blessed not know Jesus? Mm. You see, when the Lord has put us through whatever we've gone through, it's not just for the sake of going through it. When the Lord has allowed us to come through difficult situations and difficult times, even when he has healed us, even when he has blessed us, even when he's taken us out of difficult situations, And we say, Lord, I thank you for taking me out of that. I thank you for getting me through this. I thank you for making a way out of no way. I thank you for being my breeze over troubled waters. Even when he's done all that, does that equate to the fact that now you know Jesus? Have you truly accepted him as your Lord and Savior? Does that necessarily mean that we've come into a right and real relationship with him or does it? Jesus says, you will know a tree by the fruit it bears. How does our fruit look? Yeah, how does our fruit look? Please hear me today. I I, I don't want you to miss heaven. I don't want us to miss heaven. Do you know Jesus? Does he live in your heart? Listen to Jesus speak in Matthew chapter seven, verses 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Let me read that again. Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. These sound like folk connected with the church. But he said, depart from me. We may do a lot of work, but are we doing work that's his will? And you've heard me say this over and over again. It's his will that none should perish. Can the work we do really speak for us? Are we doing a work that's causing a transformation in our community? Are we doing the work that will cause those who don't know him to come to know him and live for him? Are we doing the work that would cause those who are angry and pick up guns and want to kill others? Are we doing the work that would transform their lives, their hearts, that they would not have desire to kill but to heal? Are we doing the work that is pleasing to God that those who are all on the fringes of life can be brought in? Are we helping the least, the last, and the lost? We have to do work. That's what we do once we're saved. Listen, we are saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2. 8-10, 8-10, we are saved by grace through faith, not of works. It's not your works that save you, but because you are saved, you will work. Verse 10 of that same chapter says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We can't miss the fact that it's time for us to work. It's a year of action, and God wants us and needs us to work. This world needs us to do the work God has called us to do. How important is working? I'm glad you asked. Continuing in Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 24, how important it is for us to do the work. Jesus says this, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And anyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the wind blew and beat against that house. And it fell and great was the fall of it. I'm just saying we have work to do. Yeah, if, if you're not motivated, if you're not, if you're not persuaded to do the work, yeah, he compels us to do work. The love of Christ compels us to do the work he's called us to do. We can't get complacent. We can't just not do what God has called us to do. Again, verse 35 to 38, Jesus heard that they had cast him out, having found him. Jesus said, do you believe the Son of Man, having found him? Let me tell you something. You need to know that no matter what you've gone through, Jesus has found you. That's why you've had those miracles that happen in your life. Jesus found you. That's why you were able to get out of the situation you were able to get out of. Jesus found you. That's why you still have a sound mind. Jesus found you. But he didn't just find you. He blessed you. He didn't just find you. He kept you and gave you a blessing in the situation in which you're in. Look at what happened. The man said, Jesus told him, you have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. And the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. It is believed that from this moment on, this man who was once blind followed Jesus. He became a follower. He became one that began to do what the Lord said, do. He was a disciple. He began to listen to the Lord and began to use the teachings of Jesus. Now, he didn't become famous. He's not recorded more in the Bible because once he has his sight, he's just like everybody else. He's no longer there's the blind beggar. He's lost that title of the blind beggar. They can say, this is the man who once was blind, but after a while, that notoriety wears off. But he is now following Jesus. That's important. Even though he didn't stand out. He didn't do it. So what is it that we need to do? That's the main point. I'm done. We need to refresh. What are you talking about, Pastor? Have you ever been working on your computer or on your phone and it's no longer responding the way it should? I mean, you start working, and then it gets kind of sluggish, and it's just not doing what it ought to do. It slows down almost not responding, almost not responding and doing what needs to be done. It stops doing what needs to be done. It kind of slowed down, gets sluggish, and just gotten used to what it was and not just working like it ought to work. You have to hit the refresh button. Or you just turn it off, wait, turn it back on and it will refresh itself. Now hitting the refresh button is not the same as hitting the delete button. If you delete, what you've worked on is gone. If you refresh, the old stuff is updated, and what's new now comes forth and now begin to work more effectively. Yeah. What I'm saying is, all that this man had been through, didn't have to be deleted. All of the pain and anguish he had as a blind man didn't have to be deleted. The fact that he met Jesus and Jesus spat on the ground and, and, and took the mud and placed it on his eyes and he obeyed Jesus and went and washed and came back seeing, that does not have to be deleted. The fact that he hadn't seen Jesus because when, Jesus, when he encountered Jesus, he was blind. When he came back seeing, he didn't know where Jesus was. But you can't discount all of that. Don't, 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 don't get rid of the fact that he was able to still tell a story of how it was Jesus who spat on the ground, how it was Jesus who put mud in his eyes, it was Jesus that told him to go watch, and he went and watched. You, you don't, don't, don't delete all of that. No, you, you keep all of that. But it has to be refreshed. It, it, it has to, to be uploaded. It has to be put in such a way that it becomes a part of our life where God can get glory. Yeah, yeah, what did he do? All that he's been through, he didn't need it to it, he just had to use it. He, he needed to stay connected and make minor adjustments. But what are you saying? I'm saying this once blind man not only had his sight, but he now had the light. <laughs> I'm saying he did not just have Jesus, but now Jesus had him. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that he was not just a blind a a bland fan but he was now a man with a plan to follow Jesus oh oh, yeah 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 don't don't, don't doubt the experiences that you have had with Jesus no 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 no. if during this pandemic you had lost focus and and your operating system has gotten a little sluggish mm -hmm, just hit the refresh button take a step back look at where the Lord has brought you from yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't lose the work that has already been done. Now, don't don't lose it. Don't delete it. No, no, no. Don't delete your past. Just refresh it, update it. Yeah, yeah. Look through the lens of the Lord and recognize. And we know that all things work together for good. Yeah things, I said. all, the word of God says all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose and if you love God and know you are called according to the purpose, it's working out for your good, don't get upset about it don't get mad about it, just hit the refresh button and know that it's working out, oh give God praise right now, go ahead and thank the Lord right where you are, we know that it works out, refresh and then do the work mm. God has called you. Yeah. He's called you to do what He'll have you to do in this year of action. He has called you to be the man and woman of God that you need to be in this world, in this time, and right now. You need to update it. You need to get it together. You need to pull it together so you can do what the Lord will have you do and do it the way God will have you do it. Woo! Listen, we're not working just for work's sake. We're not working and going about every day just doing what we got to do because that's what we ought to do. We're not feeding those who are hungry just because we need to feed the hunger. We're not going about doing the kind things that we do. No, we're doing it because we're compelled to do it. We're doing it because God lives in us. We're doing it because we love him. We know him. You must believe. This This man said, I believe. You must believe. Believe what? Believe that God loves you in spite of you. Yeah, stop right there. Sometimes folk will make you believe that don't nobody love you. Don't anybody care about you. It's nothing to you. No, my brother, no, my sister. Understand this. God loves you. Believe that. Believe that God loves you. No matter what is going on in your life. Believe that God cares about you. And listen, believe that God still has an exciting plan for your life. Just hit the refresh button. Believe and then do what this once blind man did and as followed Jesus. He told Jesus, I believe. Then he worshiped him. Y'all y'all, hear me. He told Jesus, I believe. Then he worshiped him. Do you believe that Jesus came through 42 generations and went about doing good? Do you believe that out of all, all the good Jesus did, folk talked about him, ridiculed him, called him everything but a child of God? Do you believe that Jesus did many great things and they still ridiculed him? Do you believe that Jesus got with his disciples, assembled in the upper room, took the bread and the fruit of the vine and blessed it, and even as they supped together, one of them would betray him, Do you believe that he went to the garden and prayed? Even said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Do you believe that Jesus was arrested in the garden and then taken from judgment hall to judgment hall? Do you believe that he was whipped all night long and they even pulled the hair out of his beard that they continued to hit him and mock him and spite him? Do you believe? that Jesus allowed them to march him up the Golgotha's hill with a crown of thorns on his head, and they nailed, put nails in his hands and nails in his feet. Do you believe that Jesus hung on the cross for all of your sins and all of my sins? Do you believe that Jesus died for all the wrong things in our life? He died for all of our sins. But do you believe that the story doesn't stop there? They placed him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all night Saturday night. But do you believe that early on that Sunday morning, he got up from the grave with power over the grave, victory over death? Do you believe that he ascended into heaven and sent back the Holy Spirit to live in us, to guide us, and direct us? Do you believe that he's coming back again? Yeah. Do you believe? Well, if you say that you believe, hit the refresh button and worship him. (laughs) Hallelujah. Worship him. And even after we finish worshiping him this morning, even after you finish running around the coffee table, even after you finish just high five with everybody else in the house, even after you finish saying, God, we love you, we adore you, we magnify your name, even after we finish singing the songs of Zion in the shower and all through the house and all out of the street and all on our jobs, even after we've been worshiping him and worshiping him and worshiping him, we did have an opportunity and an obligation to follow him and do the work he called us to do. Yes. Do you really know Jesus? It will be made evidence by the work that we do. Do you love Jesus? Does he live in your heart? Oh, yes, sir. You have to know him. And if you know him, you love him. Refresh. And now talk like he tells us to talk. Walk like he tells us to walk. Love like he tells us to love. Forgive like he tells us to forgive. Live like he tells us to live. And there may be those who watch it today who say, well, I need that relationship with Jesus. I've been down, I don't know which way to turn. I'm looking for some hope, I'm looking for some peace, I'm looking for some joy. Well, you look in the right place. The man said, I once was blind, but now I see. And those who've been living in the darkness, you can find the marvelous light as you give your heart to Christ right now on this day. I'm gonna pray a prayer and you I'm asking you if you want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, just repeat this prayer after me to accept the Lord into your life. Or you can actually read it on the screen that you can actually accept Jesus Christ into your life today. It, it, that, that's all it takes for you to say, Lord, like this man said, I, I believe, and then he worshiped him. Take time right now if you want to accept Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Repeat these words after me if you want to. Now you have to believe that Jesus died for his sins, rose from the grave, that's what you believe. He died for our sins, he rose from the grave. He took on our sins, so you don't have to worry about dying for your sins or in your sins. Jesus did that for us. But also we have to be willing to turn from our sins, and then willing to allow the Holy Spirit to help us do what the Lord would have us do. So let's pray this prayer. Father, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sins. And rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life and help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you for saving me right now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, let us know, click on right there, click the button right there, Facebook, just click, let us know, if you've accepted Christ, we'll get more information and begin to share with you. You can become, you have become a disciple of Jesus, and you can become a member of First African Baptist. So we'd love for you to come share with us and be a part of this. Remind us that we trust God on today, and we thank him for all that he's done and continue to do. As we prepare now for our communion, we ask now that you would prepare to read with us our church covenant. The covenant is a promise that we have between one another and with God. It's the covenant we have here at First African, but it's a promise that all of us can have and relate to. So even as we prepare for communion, let us now read together our church covenant. Having been as we trust, brought by divine grace to embrace the Lord Jesus Christ and to give ourselves holy to him, we do now solemnly and joyfully covenant with each other to walk together in brotherly love to his glory as our common Lord. We do therefore in his strength engage that we will exercise the Christian care and watchfulness over each other and faithfully warn, exhort, and admonish each other as occasion may require. That we will not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, but will uphold the public worship of God and the ordinances of his house. That we will not omit private and family religion at home, nor neglect the great duty of religiously training our children and those under our care for the service of Christ and the enjoyment of heaven that as we are the light of the world and salt of the earth, we will seek divine aid to enable us to deny ungodliness and every worldly lust, and to walk circumspectly in the world that we may win the souls of men, that we will cheerfully contribute of our property according as God has prospered us for the maintenance of a faithful and evangelical ministry among us, (coughs) for the support of the poor, and to spread the gospel over the earth, that we will, in all conditions, even to death, <clears throat> strive to live to the glory of Him who has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. And may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great Shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect and every good work to do His will, working in us that which is well pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. As Jesus said, the disciples ascended into the upper room, and as they were there together, Jesus took the bread, the fruit of the vine, and he blessed it, and he gave it to them. As we come to fellowship on this first Sunday in the month of June of 2021, we take time to thank God for all that has been done on our behalf. So we come in one union, one with another, even though we're separated we're yet together, and we come to bless the elements so God may get praise, honor, and glory as we prepare to take the elements and commune together. So as Jesus blessed the elements, let's take time now and bless the elements that the Lord can be made manifest in our participation on today. Let us pray. God, we thank you, we love you, and adore you. We ask now, God, that you have bless us as we will symbol together, Wherever we are, in homes, at work, out, we just ask right now, God, that you bless the elements that we have prepared before us. That you would take the bread and the symbols of bread that we have. That you would take the fruit of the vine and the symbols of the fruit of the vine that we have. That you would bless them, God. As you bless them, they'll be used for the building of your kingdom. As you bless them, Lord, and as we partake, we will be made stronger to do the work you've called us to do. And God, if there's anyone listening who has been baptized and feel that they're not worthy to participate, we ask that you would change that right now, create within us a clean heart and renew a right spirit to do what you would have us to do the way you'd have us to do it, that you might get glory. So bless these elements and bless us as we're obedient, because you said this do in remembrance of you. So bless us as we do it, that you might get the praise, the honor, and the glory. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The word of God then says, Jesus took the bread and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Take, eat, all of it. Amen. Praise God. Likewise, he took the cup and said, this is my blood, shed for the remission of sin. Take, drink all of it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. As we commune together, as we come together, that God might get praise, honor, and glory. Let us also go forth to do the work God has called us to do. We can make a difference in every situation and life all around us. Join us again at 630 on Thursday for our, our our very special showcase, our social justice showcase initiative. That will be talking to us about the many things we can do as it relates to gun violence and violence in our communities. We will talk about the causes, and later we'll talk about the consequences, and we'll also talk about the commitment. So let's join us for that. Don't forget to give uh, through GIVELIFY, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. You can give today right through GIVELIFY. Um, Download the app and just give to First African Baptist Church 23 Montgomery Street. You can also mail your contributions to First African Baptist Church, 23 Montgomery Street, Savannah, Georgia, 31401. We thank you for joining us. We thank you for worshiping with us. We thank you for giving and we're praying that God will bless you even in your giving as we pay our tithes and give our offering. And let me say we want to thank you all of the members of First African Baptist Church and others who have continued to give even in the midst of this pandemic. We thank God for you. And for those of you who are catching up on your times right now, you can bring it on down, you can call a deacon, pick it up. We know some folks got to catch up. We know you really meant to. Amen. We thank God for you. So let's, let's, let's go ahead and pray now, um, and let's keep all our announcements in mind. Uh, let's govern ourselves accordingly. And we're giving God the praise, the honor, and the glory. Let us pray. God, we thank you again. We lift up holy hands unto you, thanking you for how you can constantly bless God and keep us. God, we know you. Help us to really know Jesus. Help us to do the things you'd have us to do the way you'd have us to do it, that you might get all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Forgive us of all sin and unrighteousness. Now go before us, God, as we seek to do your will your way. And now we ask that the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit would rest rule in the Bible, is now henceforth and, and forevermore. Let all the people of God say, Amen, and praise God. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called GiveLify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.